Welcome, weary travellers. You are just in time for another episode of the For Crits and Giggles podcast. I am Kieran Bennett, your dungeon master for this tale, and your brave adventurer, just one, this evening, is Veronica. <gasps> what? Oh my goodness. Oh, hello, everyone. It's great to be here. <laughs> this is so unexpected. We have uh, Veronica joining us this evening from uh, Welcome to St. Paxton podcast, but more importantly, one of the co-hosts of the podcast, Podcat podcast, the premier podcast of the Podcat podcast network. Yes. Yeah. I it, only stumbled on that once. It's a pretty difficult one to, to push out of one's mouth. So I forgive you. <laughs> Uh, but thank you, thank you so much for coming uh, for coming on the show. Uh, I always I always refer to the show as like, thank you for coming on the show tonight or like this evening or whatever. It's nine o'clock in the morning. Well, it is five ish in the evening for me. So okay, well you know what tonight then yeah let's let's do, let's. It's tonight somewhere in this world. Come on! Oh my God, you're so right. <laughs> Creatures of uh, the night unite. <laughs> so we are lucky enough uh this evening to have veronica joining us for a bit a bit of something that we've done before where you know we're going to be sitting down and we're going to be talking about you know a bit of bit of backstory bit of a bit of bit of story for uh, one of our characters but for the first time we're going to be talking about a villain in our story so veronica we're going to open our story, as with all great stories, in the present. Because all good stories begin in the present. We all know this. So you, the Golden Blade. Yes. You're walking through the sewers of Cranoth, searching for the Infernal Horn, uh, your ultimate goal uh, in, in bringing about uh, your, your vision for the Golden Blades, this this resistance for tieflings within the land, uh, and your, your mind is focused, but perhaps not as focused as it normally is. Over the last little while, you keep running into this this group of, of adventurers. Uh, you ran into them a few times in the Starlet Rock, and you even tussled with them a little bit before you managed to get away. And there's something about one of the members of that party, a tiefling, in fact, that reminds you of something, that reminds you of the past. And before you can really help yourself, as you're walking through the sewers, your mind begins to wander. And that's where we'll go to, back to the past. Like Samurai Jack, 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 Hacha. And so we join a young Kaya in the past, and you're snuggled up in bed as a young girl, and your mother's sitting on a little chair in front of you, and there's like a, a candle made of uh, animal fat. Is that what candles are made of? And yeah, yeah, let's go with animal fat. There's a little candle. Beeswax. Bees, well, you know, like like fantasy books, the candles are always made of like animal fat or something. Never like beeswax is always really fancy, but I don't know. Maybe you guys are fancy. It's made of beeswax, and so you're sitting there, and there's a little candle made of bee fat, and she's closing up your favorite uh, your favorite bedtime story, and she says, "And so yet again, that is why you never feed the Chiang Mai cocks. Are you really sure you wouldn't prefer a nicer story, Kaya?" No, actually, I, I, I love that story. It is one of my favorites. Uh, 
Well, oh, well, well, okay then. I, I, I suppose if you do like it, then I, I'll, I'll keep reading it to you. But, um, and she kind of fingers the cover of the book a little bit. She's a little bit hesitant. And then she reaches into her pocket and she pulls out a piece of parchment that you recognize from that day at school. And she shows you a picture of your teacher, who is your teacher. And she's also the local priestess of Solarion, the god of the sun. Her name is Sunshine Frelin. And you're not a fan. And you're definitely not a fan. Zero, zero out of ten would not recommend. And she shows you a picture of Sunshine Frelin. And she's got a little poo on her head. And you drew this picture. And she says... Now, Kaya, I I didn't want to mention this, but Sunshine Frelin did come around earlier today and, and she showed this to me. And I just want to know why. Why why do you think this sort of thing is appropriate? Um, well, I just it's not that I think that it's appropriate. It's just that it's an expression of how I feel, and I believe that I should be able to express my feelings in the form of art, should should that be what I have access to. Oh, Kaya, I, those are some awfully large words for such a small child, but you need to understand that the, that the, that, that Sunshine Frelin and Solarion and, and everything we do here in the village, that, that keeps us safe. I mean, do, do, would, do, do you wanna, do you, do you want to go, go out to the Shattered Sea and get stolen away by pirates or, 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 or meet a, or meet a grumble monk? Is that, is that what you want, Kaya? Our traditions keep us safe. No, I don't want to be stolen by pirates. I would love to be a pirate if I was given the oh, opportunity. Kaya. Oh, uh, I, I don't, I don't know how. What? No, that a daughter of mine would be saying these sorts of things. Well, just think, Mom. I could bring you a lot of like spooky treasures and lots of uh, interesting-looking arts and crafts from all over the whole wide world. Kaya. And she, she she grabs your hand. Kaya, we don't need the whole wide world. What we have here is more than enough. Yes, Mama. More than enough. More than enough. And she folds up the little drawing and puts it back in her pocket and gives you a little on the head. A little smooch him on the head. And so we'll we'll fade uh, we'll fade away uh, from that. And it's a, a few years later and you're, you know, a, a little bit older as what happens when time passes. And it's around sort of like the middle, the middle of summer. And you're holding like a big, uh, a big sort of festival uh, for, you know, the sun, uh, essentially. Um, but you're not a fan. Why, why don't you really like these festivals? Uh, these festivals are really just boring religious celebrations. And like, they're just... Not a whole lot to do. Damn, that's that's kind of a shame because that's that's the part of the festival that you're at right now. And Sunshine Frelin is standing up there, and she is, I think, droning would be a kind word. Is that is that right? Yes, kind. Mm, yeah. So she's going on about the sun and traditions and things like that, and you're you're sitting there in your traditional garb, um, you know, which, as we all know, is uh, like a what is it? You tell me what the traditional garb is in this village. 
Well, the traditional garb in this village is um, essentially things that make us cooler because it is the hottest time of the year. The celebration does occur when the sun is at its highest and hottest. Uh, so now we are in uh, nice fine linens uh, that are both supposed to be wrinkle free and also uh, linen. So there's that. And so Sunshine Fallon is droning on. You're sitting in this in this uh, linen tent, essentially. Uh, and what I want to know from you is how do you slip away from all of this? Well, the nice thing about being, a, be, being me and, you know, having the ability to, like, see what people want and, uh, and to adjust my attitude to their mood you know I've, I've always been a person that can just kind of say like uh-huh yeah yeah absolutely and it's like I'm agreeing with you but I ain't agreeing with you but you don't know that but I do so like when people are like it's real hot and stuff I'll be like you know what though I can go get you some water if you want and then uh, then we can have waters together and that'll be refreshing and so I just oh. typically slip out like you know, I'm going to go do you a little favor. And it's something that's so easy to get out of later on because, you know, like it's just water. So like if later that person is like, I was parched and I got no water from you, you'd never came back. I can just say like, oh, I spilled that. I'm sorry. And you're a child, so it's okay. Yeah. People expect you to spill water all the time. I'm I'm not known as being clumsy, but I am known as, as a person that does spill water. That's the well, That's very impressive. So you uh, so you so you make you make this promise to to someone, uh, an adult figure of some description who is very patched. Uh, but you you don't get water, do you? Where do you go? No, of course not. Well, I go to the to the reedy lake. You know, over there where all the twigs are in the reeds, because I love to swim. You love to swim. I love it. And it's nice and like secluded. Oh, and honestly, then that's the best part, right? Mm-hmm. And so you head on down. You head on down to the to the reedy lake. Uh, and normally, when you go down there, linen tent straight off into the water. But this time, it's different. This time, you head down to the reeds, and you see someone else there. And normally, seeing someone else down by the reedy lake isn't that unusual. Kids like to come here all the time. But it's the festival time. Everyone else should be up at the village. And so you walk down to the lake, and you notice that this is a young boy. And you've never seen this boy before. And he's just kind of sitting by the water, and he's just like, you know, he's doing, he's doing that thing where you, like, throw the rocks across the water except it's a really reedy lake so all the stones are just like hitting the reeds and going straight into the water stupid and he he turns around when you say stupid <laughs> oh sorry i didn't expect anyone to be or hear me no that no 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 that's that's all right i would i'm just having a we i'm just having a, a little bit of trouble uh throwing these rocks across the water do you do you know how this works of course I do. Here, let me see. You got to actually turn it around. So you're trying to like skip it on the flat side. You got to slip it on the smooth round side. So like flat side up. Got to remember that all the time. And then it's just got to like float out of your hand. But the problem is, is that you need to go out further in the water because nothing's going to skip in a whole mess of reeds. Right. Yes, of course. That 
that does make sense. They are they are a solid object, so of course, like solid objects, they, the things won't just pass through them. And so he like rolls up his pants. I was about to say pantaloons. <laughs> he rolls up his pants uh, and he starts like wading out into the water. And then he turns around and kind of looks at you like, "Well, are you, are you coming?" And then I just bunch up my dress and you know. Head on out there too. Head on out. Uh, do you do you have a D, do you have a D twenty within an arms reach with you? Always. Let's do a silly question. Uh, okay, roll a D twenty for me. That's a one. Okay, so you get out there and he's like, "All right, so so I just I I skip it on the skip it on the smooth side and he hoofs the stone and it like perfectly on the water and you're like watch this and you go to throw and it just splashes straight (laughs) straight into the water right down and he looks at you and he's like all right so you know those who can't do teach i i understand and and then he says would you like to would you like to play something else oh yes i love games uh and he reaches into his tunic yeah, into his tunic. I'm not really sure what a tunic is. I think it's a vest. Uh, and he reaches into his... No, 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 no. A vest is a vest. A tunic is a long shirt. Long shirt, V-neck, with a with a little tie. Oh. Okay, so he reaches into his vest, <laughs> which is really... Which is, <laughs> tunic, gone. Tunic is, tunic is out of here. The tunic is... We're not about that. So he reaches into his vest, and he pulls out a little deck of cards, and he says, have you ever played cards before? We're not allowed to play cards. You're not allowed to play cards? No. No risky That's... games. No chance games. But but chance games are the, mo- are the most fun. You never know what's going to happen next. I agree. But what are you doing with those? You should not have those. Well. If Sunshine Frelin sees you with those... She is going to smack your hands. She can smack both my hands, but I'm not going to stop playing my card games. <laughs> uh, and he starts uh, dealing out, like he sort of starts like dealing out the cards. And there's like a moment where you're like, yeah, this is cool. And then you realize that he's just dealing the cards straight onto the surface of the water. And so he kind of teaches you, uh, he teaches you a game. What is the game that he teaches you? Well, after several uh, explanations, we come to the conclusion that we should call this hand and foot. Right, of course. And that, uh, and that is because uh, you quite often have three hands. Is that correct? One in each hand and then one in your foot. No, but it can be played different ways. Like there are different, there are regionalisms to this game. And um I mean, I intend to travel the world, and so I'll learn that one too. Right? Yeah. No. Of, co- of course. Of course. Of course. No. That 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 makes sense. And so you, you guys, you guys are kind of you guys are playing cards, and you guys are playing this 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 game of chance. And sometimes you win, and sometimes you lose. But like, how does it make you? How does it make you feel to kind of be like out in the reeds here, breaking the rules? I guess. It feels more like being free and being like myself, like Kaya. Because oftentimes I don't quite feel like me. I feel like I am me, but I am trapped. And 
it just feels good to be with somebody that appreciates the things that I appreciate and that sees me as being me and being free. And so you guys, you guys play cards for, for a little while and then uh, you hear kind of off in the distance someone uh, yell out, Kaya, Kaya. And then you hear someone else yell, I'm, I'm really parched. <sighs> uh, and you realize that now is the time to go. And, you know, you look over your, you look over your shoulder to kind of see where that's coming from. When you look back, the cards are gone already. And he, uh, and, and the young boy is standing there and he says, I kind of get the impression that you've, you've got to go. I do. I'm Kaya, by the way. And and he, and he nods and he goes, Kaya, that's a that's a lovely name. I'm Constantin. It's nice to meet you. Would you would you like to play cards again one day? I would. And uh, and so we'll kind of we'll kind of fade away uh, from from there uh, and. I guess my biggest question to you is, uh, do you guys play cards again? Oh, we play cards as frequently as possible. And so you you, you guys meet up like quite a few times? Mm-hmm. Always down by the reeds, of course. Always. Always. Uh, and when, when did you kind of notice a little bit of a change and you started seeing him less? I guess I started seeing him less like, as my responsibilities kind of grew in the village. Um, Just being a person whose family is very interested in sustaining the honor and safety of our family name, it became incredibly important for them to volunteer me to do all sorts of things for the village and for free. So I had less time to play cards, and I wasn't quite sure if I was being missed anyways, but, you know, that's just how things go. Damn. And so at some, at some point, uh, much later, much, much later, uh, you're what, what one would say you're a young woman. Now you're, 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 you're of age and really one of the most significant parts about being of age in the village of my which I don't think we ever mentioned what the name of the village was. It's called my Uh, and one of the most important parts about being a young woman in this village is that you are now officially allowed to leave the village not like of your own free will or anything don't go like too crazy but on errands and for things that you do for other people you're allowed to leave the village and so your mother has decided that it is time for you to go on an errand into the next town over this is a couple days journey and you're gonna be there for a little while so this is this is Mm, yum 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 this is a taste of freedom uh I, what what is the, what is the errand what are you what are you off doing well as you know we live by the reedy part of the lake and part of, of you know what we do is we harvest um some basically some special nutrient uh compost from the lake bottom and we take that over the mountain and into the next village because they do not have the same kind of um, farmlands that we have and so we sell them these things so what i have to do is i take this whole wagon of compost over to them get payment for it and then bring that back and you can only do it a couple times a year because like 
I mean, we need that compost too. And so we, we join you uh, riding riding your wagon of compost uh, to the to the next town over. Uh, and as you're as you're riding, the, the the sky is open, the breeze is nice, the sun is shining. It's almost permanently sunny in this part of the world. It's really it's really warm. It's nice. What do you what do you feel? This is the first time out of the out of the village. What do you what are you thinking? For me, I think that the feeling always just felt like a little bit. I never kind of thought that I would get out of here, even though I really wanted to. And then it finally happened. And now just half a day into my journey, I, I don't think I want to come back. Like, I just feel free. And so as you're riding your wagon, uh, you come across a, a small bridge that goes over a little... Let's let's not say it's a river. It's like a little stream kind of thing. And so you're riding your wagon and you see a young man leaning against the bridge. And there's something familiar about him. Something, something, something that reminds you of something just like just a couple years ago before you started getting like super busy with all these like dumb errands or whatever. And so as you're riding, uh, you see this young man and you're like, oh, that's intriguing. And then as you get closer, he suddenly sort of stops leaning on the bridge and he waves and he starts walking towards you and you hear a familiar voice and he says, Miss Kaya, Miss M- M- Kaya, Kaya, would you like, would you like to play cards? <laughs> That's my reaction. Uh, no, just kidding. Uh, oh my god, Constant! Hop up in here. And he, and he hops up. He hops up on the wagon, uh, and, and he says, "Where, where, are you, where are you off to? I didn't didn't think they'd ever let you out of that village." Um. Yeah, about that. Um. Uh, I don't think I'm gonna go back. But essentially, what is gonna happen is I've got to take all of this compost. I'm sure that you. <laughs> Can oh smell God. it. Wonder, wonder what that smell was. It ain't me. It's the compost. <laughs> I, I swear. But I was. Do you think you might be able to help me do something? Something risky. He. You suddenly realize how close he's sitting, and he kind of like puts his hand like on your leg, not like roughly or anything, but very lightly, and he says. Of course, of course, Kaya. I'll I'll help you with whatever you need. And I stop the the wagon, and there's a small stream. I mean, it's no river. And I mean, it can I, be a river if you want to. I lied. You know, don't let me dictate this. It's fine. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and I. Okay, here's here's my plan. Here's what I was thinking. I was really hoping there's going to be like a much larger body of water. Um, do you know if there's a larger? <laughs> do you know if there's a larger body of water, like maybe just a little more up the road or over, like closer to the top of the mountain or something? I don't know, but like this is a very small stream, and I think. <laughs> God damn it! And I just think that like. My plan ain't going to work out so well because people will, f- will feel like, you know, you know, I, I love to swim and I go out on a swim all the time. And of I was kind of hoping to stage like a drowning or something of myself so that oh, people wouldn't right. be expecting that. But like if I if I drown in eight inches of fucking stream, people are going to be upset. <laughs> They're going to be like, 
what happened, actually? No, of course, of course. If you go, if you're going to fake your own death, you want it to be suitably dramatic and and you know not cast yourself in a bad light. Yeah, exactly. Like, I can swim. Oh no, yes, you can very, very well. In fact, very better than me. But okay, but wait, wait, wait. What if I was knocked in the back of the head? And oh, but then they'd find my body. Okay, never, now we gotta find us a river. Oh yeah, no, of course. I think actually further up the road there's uh, there's a bridge, and I think they call it Drowner's Bridge because <laughs> the, the river underneath is so is so deep and 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 dark, and you know it's just nobody's ever found any bodies in there because it runs so fast too. Oh my god, are you it's thinking? Perfect, I'm thinking. Right? Yeah, let's I... get giddy up. Yeah, yeah. Clip clop, clip clop. Uh, yeah, is it like a, is it like a donkey or something? I don't know. It's kind of uh, I think it's probably a horse. Uh, I don't. I don't know about donkeys. <laughs> I don't. I, honestly, lived in a big city my whole life. Don't really know the difference between a horse and a donkey is in terms. Of, well, I mean, I no. I no. Let me let me revise that. I know what the difference is between a horse and a donkey, but I'm like, functionally, what would be the difference when it comes to pulling a cart? Is really what I'm going with here. Okay, so functionally, what the difference would be would be that it would probably be kind of a smoother ride with a donkey than it would be with a horsey. Because a horsey kind of bounces a little bit more than a donkey does. However, in my mind, I am, uh, my horse is kind of like um, a Clydesdale, which is like a Budweiser or, you know, like the horse maybe that Belle rides to the Beast Castle in uh, the hit oh, yeah, yeah, Disney yeah, yeah, movie yeah. Beauty and the Beast. Yes, yes, yes. I was, when you said in my mind, I immediately was like, she's going to say it's like a Clydesdale horse. Mm-hmm. I didn't yes. know because you said you didn't know any amount of like uh, equestrian <laughs> knowledge. And so I was like, so, can I say Clydesdale to him? I mean, OK, so funny. Uh, there is there's actually a cartoon strip in New Zealand called Foot Rot Flats, which is about a farmer and his dog. And in this in, in this comic strip, two prominent characters are two Clydesdale horses. And so that's like that is where my knowledge of Clydesdale horses comes from. I would like to have more information about this comic strip, actually. <laughs> it's just, it's about a farmer and his dog, which is just called Dog. Uh, and it's just about their, like, adventures on the farm. And, like, it's, it's you know, it's, it's it's for, like, adults. And so, you know, it's, it's, like, full of, like, social commentary and stuff. And it was, yeah, it's like a cultural icon in New Zealand. I love it. That sounds great to me. I used to have a dog named Dog, by the way. <gasps> really? I grew up on a farm. Of course, of course, of course. Um, actually, and a, and a big thing about the comic is that the dog has a name other than dog, but you never find out what it is. Oh, my God. Well, my grandma made me call it uh, JD, uh, like just dog. Because <laughs> <laughs> she didn't want me to get attached. And I was like, but, J- <laughs> but JD wow. is a name. <laughs> I'll say JD is actually a name. So, and then JD. they had that dog forever because it just, it would not die. I was like, <laughs> I'll teach you. <laughs> <clears throat> so, you and Constantin and the Clydesdale horse, which I know those are, uh, continue along the road uh, towards uh, the infamous Drowner's Bridge. What do you do when you get there? The sad thing about this is that there's going to have to be a lot of wasted compost, and that's upsetting to me. And I look around. Does Constantin have a horse of his own? No, he does not. He has like a pack, but he's he's on he's on foot. 
Okay. So I'll, um... What would you like me to do, Kaya? Do you, you're looking at me like you want me to have a horse or something. Well, I wish that you had, but I mean, like, you can't just wish a horse upon somebody, you know, so. Well, I mean, you know, I, I can see, I'll see what I can do. I mean, if you can create, if you can get a horse here right away, that'd be amazing. Uh, if you can't, that's also cool. It's not a big deal. All right, then let's just go with the flow and see, kind of see what happens. I love you said that when we're standing over a river. Um, okay, so I'm going to back up the Clydesdale to where just like the very back end of the cart is and I'm going to take one of the wheels off of the back of the cart and I'm going to set that to the side and it's uh, I'm also going to take like a little piece of wood that has my town's symbol on it or whatever and just rip that what is that symbol? Uh, what that is, is it's a series of like kind of triangles and swirlies. It looks like a, a sun. So nice. Yeah. I've seen the film tangled. Um, <laughs> and so I'm basically just like, you know, taking what I need to make sure that, you know, if someone comes across us, they're going to be like, oh, no, Kaya. Oh, God. Horrible. Um, but there's no way she could have made it. Obviously. Bless her heart. So then I'm going to un- unhook my horse from the thing. And I'm just going to start throwing compost off of the wagon to where it's a little bit easier for us to actually push it off. And then uh, with Constantin's... Uh, help i'm gonna push the rest of the card over there's no one watching is there no 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 oh yeah there's like there's a crowd of like 20 (laughs) like what is she doing (laughs) we needed that compost (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. we're here waiting on the other side of drowner's bridge for a lot of compost (laughs) your parents get a little like hey um thank you for the attempted delivery but so the, so the two the two of you like unload it and, and so you're pushing the wagon like into the river right yeah and we want it That's to like, like fall off the bridge so it like it shouldn't land into the river it should land right on the bank so it just shatters right yeah so there's like some debris and, oh like, you know, yeah it's, it's, it's real messy okay so okay so you so you so you push you push the wagon off uh, and and it tumbles down and, and it whoosh, ah, and it's so like ah oh, no one would survive that um and uh and Constantin kind of like looks down and he's got like his hands on his hips and he sort of looks at you and he's like all right then uh what do you want to do now and i'd just like to go you know like let's go see things and do things and we could just make money as we go and like see what's out there uh, he he holds he holds out his hand towards you, and he can ride behind me on the horse. <laughs> <laughs> he happily rides behind you on the horse. He, he is totally cool with that. Very good. Um, so you guys head off into uh, into the next town, and uh, how do, how do you guys make money? Um. So. 
as it as it stands, um, Hand and Foot is a very popular game all around. You know, every, every village and tavern we've ever been in, there has been a Hand and Foot table, and we are very good at it. You could call us simpatico because when we play as a team, we always win. Of course. Uh, and so we have been able to, you know, bet on ourselves from time to time. It does mean occasionally giving somebody a, a very handsome necklace to hold on to temporarily, and then we get that back plus them. Of course, of course. And so you, you so you guys are, are roaming from, from village to village, town to town, um, you know, playing hand and foot and making your way through the world, uh, freewheeling, so to speak. And while, while you guys are traveling, um, you know, obviously you're spending a lot of time with Constantin and you, you start to kind of get the impression that there's something more to him. And what, like, what, what is what is the event that kind of makes you kind of, I guess, fully realize like, oh, there might be more to this man than I originally thought. Like there's something a little otherworldly about him. I think the the thing that you have to know about Constantin is that he's a very passionate person, but his passion just kind of like surpasses that of what other people normally, you know, even when they're really in their element. I mean, he can he can make people believe and do things that normal people wouldn't be able to do, even the most charismatic of people. Um, but he's able to just get away with all sorts of things, things that I would never be able to get away with. And so there, there is one night uh, where the, the two of you have, have just finished a particularly thrilling game of hand and foot, uh, uh, like a real... A real nail biter, you know, the crowds and everything, um, uh, you know, complete with full uh, regional variations um, where you have to play the cards with your tongue. Like it's just, it, it is a full production, um, mm-hmm. like costuming and everything. You know, it's it, it's a whole, it's a it's an ordeal. But at the end of it, the two of you. Uh, managed to play some really devastating books uh, and just crush it. And you walk away with, as you said, a really nice necklace and then some and then some and then some. Uh, you know, the crowd is the crowd is cheering and going nuts. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, the emotions are running high and the two of you kind of slip, slip away a little bit to, to grab yourself a drink and you're sitting at the bar and, and Constantin is so... Oh, just like over the moon. This is this is a massive one for you guys. You won't have to play hand and foot for weeks off, off this kind of thing. I mean, you will, of course, but you don't have to if you don't want to. And you're kind of standing there, and and you're at, and you're at the bar, and he's and he and he slaps his hand down uh, on onto the bar, and he turns to you and he goes, "Kaya, that was that was wonderful. That was that was unlike anything I've ever seen in my life." And I take my hands and I put it around his cheeks, and I just pull his face close to mine. And you notice as you as you pull his face as you pull his face in close to yours, and you've never really seen it before. But his eyes are like just this deep, deep red, and you, like his skin is almost kind of like changing color. But he's looking at you with just the utmost affection, and one might even say love. And he 
returns the grasp on your hand on your head and he pulls your face in and the two of you kiss at the bar. It was a wonderful it was a wonderful moment just to feel the high of finally getting to physically express the thing that we had both been sort of not even denying, but you know, you get scared because like this is your best friend in what happens if things don't go well, you know, like just there's a whole lot of potential to lose everything. And that's a very scary thing to, to try and grapple with. But like when it finally happens, I mean, there's nothing else in the world like it. You could win. You could be the world's best hand and foot player. You could be respected by everyone in, in the world. And it's not the same as having someone say, that they love you and that whatever affection you have for them, they're returning the same amount back to you. And so you, 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 the both of you kind of continue on much as the same if you have, but how does it, how, how, how do things change now for you in terms of like doing, going around and playing hand and foot and, and doing your things? How, how, how have things kind of progressed and changed? I think that for us, you know, we become more of a couple and, you know, we used to just be Kaya and Constantin and that was good. But now people don't think of us separately anymore. Now, when we go places, people think of us being together and, you know, that's important. But, you know, I, th- I think the thing that you have to know about me and maybe what you have to know about Constantin too, is that like, we burn hot and fast, you know, like we don't expect to meet each other's needs forever. And that would be unrealistic. And so we find other people to meet our needs with us. And that's fun for a time, too. So I think as long as as long as we're happy together, that's great. But we just don't expect to be the sole person that's responsible for the other's happiness. So, and, and so I want I want to kind of skip ahead to what was ultimately a very significant moment in your relationship. Uh, so you were you were in a town, if you'll recall. Uh, deep in the south of the Gorgelands. So, you know, very, uh, not uncivilized, but like it's, it's you know, this is kind of out, out in the, the, the boonies, so to speak. Uh, and so you're out there, you've, you've, you've played a couple games of hand of foot, you know, something, something light, won a few, lost a few kind of thing. Uh, and then you're coming through one of the main squares of this, of this town uh, and Constantin and you are holding hands and suddenly he stiffens and his hand grasps yours extra tight this doesn't this doesn't feel affectionate it feels stressed and you follow his gaze and you see a man in chains and this man has red skin and horns and you realize he's a tiefling you've heard about these people but you've never seen one until now and you see this man in chains and he's being led around by a merchant and you realize that this tiefling is being auctioned as a curio. 
as an oddity. And you see Constantin next to you, and he is not saying a word, but his eyes are fixed on this merchant, and they are drilling into him. And his breathing is kind of like getting a lot faster and a lot more ragged. And you notice his, his, his skin is almost like starting to change a little bit of color. And he starts to pull away from you just a little bit. What do you do? I take this opportunity to pull over a very small footstool that's just kind of right near us. And I flip it in front of him and I just quick as can be stand on the stool so I'm facing him just eye to eye. What do you need from me? How can I help you? I need you to take me away from here right now. And then later, I need you to understand and I need you to support me. Anything. Let's let's get out of here. And so the two of you leave and you book yourselves in to the nicest tavern in town, which is like fine, I guess. Um, like a, you know, presidential suite, quote, quote unquote. Yeah, it's fine. And you, and you check yourselves in and you're lying there and, and it's, it's the middle of the night and you're kind of dozing a little bit together. And then you feel him slip away in the middle of the night. Like you, you feel him get up and start to leave the room. What do you do? I sit up in bed and I can see a shadow moving around in the dark room. Yeah. He's trying to find like his pants, you know? You know, whatever it is you're doing, you don't have to do this alone. I will help you with anything. And he kind of looks at you. Well, you know, he looks in your general direction because it's dark. And he says, Kaya, I understand. Really, I do. And I, 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 I know that you'd support me. And I love you for that. I, I, I love you for that more than I can possibly express with any words or actions for as long as I live. But this is something that you don't have to be involved in. It's something that'll, it's something that'll change and ruin your life forever. And I don't want that for you. It's something... What? Here's the great thing about our relationship, and I promise to let you finish. But you don't make decisions for me, and you don't decide what's best for me and how things will change me. I get to decide those things. And so I stand up and I begin getting dressed as well. He looks down a little bit, kind of ashamed. Uh, and then as you're getting dressed, he like, he looks up towards you and he comes over and he, and he pushes your hand away from whatever it is that you're doing. And he kisses you. But when it's like when you kiss someone and you feel, you feel affection towards them, it's one thing. But then when you kiss someone and you impart your whole soul and body and existence to them, this is what that is. It is the most serious and deep affection that you've ever felt. And the two of you go off and I don't think we really need to go into the gory details, so to speak. 
Well, it's not so much gory as it is uh, a passionate highlight of the way that we feel about each other. Exactly. That's what it is. And there is one more free tiefling in this world now. And that night, after you return, passions running high, uh, love in the air, so to speak. That's the night that you become pregnant. And I would like you to tell me what happens the next morning. So I don't necessarily feel any different or, you know, like something has changed. But I do feel like, you know, we did something totally different together. This was this was more than like playing games. This was more than anything that we had experienced before. And I feel like maybe just like going town to town, playing these, you know, fun games, that's not what it's all about. Like maybe there's something bigger for both of us. And that's when I start telling Constantine that that like I want to do something more with my life and with our life. The, the, two, the two of you are once again in a local tavern having played hand and foot and you've and you've won it's a big one it's not your biggest but it's it's pretty decent and you're you're sitting at the at the the card table afterwards uh, and Constantin is kind of like he's like doing that thing where you have like a coin and you're sort of like rubbing the face of it and he's doing it very absentmindedly and then he just kind of drops it on the table and he looks at you and he says, you want to do something more, don't you? Mm-hmm. What we what we did that night. Mm-hmm. That probably accomplished more more good, more change in this world than us playing another four hundred, five hundred, six hundred games. Don't you think? Well, that's the way I see it. Would you... Would... Could... Do you think you and I could go out? Stop playing these... These games? Well, not entirely, of course. They're a bit fun, but... Do you think maybe we could... You know, start... Trying to make some sort of... Some sort of change? Start, start doing more? You know? I would love nothing more than to do that. Uh, and so you do. Uh, you know, the Gorge Lands are, you know, a lawless place, but there is certainly a lot to take care of here, uh, especially with regards to tieflings. You know, they, they, are, they are, by comparison, an incredibly young species within this world. They don't really have... Uh, much support, uh, but most significantly, they don't have a place. They don't have a home to call their own. So, we've been doing this for like three and a half months straight, and I don't Mm -hmm. understand why, but like, I've just been tired, like, all the time. And I feel like I'm slowing you down in a really significant way. And... What? No, not 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 at all. The, the, the two of us together are are a team. I know. 
But like, you know, a responsible team member doesn't hold back the best player, you know? Um, I, I want to just ask you to do me a favor. He, 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 t- he takes your hand and he says, I threw a cart full of shit over a bridge for you. I, you know, I'd do anything for you. I want you to go on without me. And maybe we'll, we'll, we'll meet back up again. But like, you've taught me so much about myself, about how, how this world works and how it should work. And I just, maybe I'm sick or something. And I just need time to rest. You know? He, uh, he kind of he kind of looks at you like he sort of tilts his head to the side and looks at you a little bit quizzically and he says Kaya I know we haven't talked about it out loud but have you not figured it out yet what and he kind of like looks at your stomach and then he looks back at you I have a very he healthy goes, appetite everyone knows that about me that, no that's that's very that's very true and I'm I'm not judging you for for nothing but but it, you you know, and he kind of makes like a round gesture with his hands around his stomach. Oh, God. Um, oh, God. I'm not saying you're fat, by the way. I'm not I'm not saying you're fat. I just want, want, really want to clarify that. You know, sometimes it gets a little bit misunderstood. No, um, okay. Oh, my God. That changes a lot of things. Okay. That explains exactly why I've been really tired, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I've just been like really focused on, you know, what we're doing here. I didn't really think about me. Oh, that's interesting. You know, and it's also no wonder that I've been like really craving fish all the time. Ugh, delicious. Constantly. And, okay, so this is different than because like we do a lot of like fighting and that we do, and you do very well at it as well, which I'm, yeah, impresses me greatly. In a few months, I will not be able to be dodging out of the way, and that could be deadly. Now for two people. When you say that could be deadly for two people, his kind of, his demeanor shifts a little bit. And he kind of, and he, and he looks at you. You're right, aren't you? You're, all, you're always right. You're, you, you, in, in the end, you know, I really have to just kind of, I guess, accept that, that you are always right. And in this occasion, more than usual, you're right. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I thought, may, I thought, I, I don't know. I thought, I thought somehow, some way we'd be able to just keep doing this forever. You know, a game that would never end. Yeah, I would have loved that. But, I mean, maybe, you know, like in a couple of months or something, like, you know, maybe we can raise a third person to help us out. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Be a little bait. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that, that'd be, yeah. So, I guess, 
I guess this this is goodbye then? Or this is I'll see you later. Right. Yeah, no, I yeah, I will. I'll I'll I will. You you know where I'll be. Of course, of course. But yeah, no, of course I can always find you. And uh and then he uh and he and he gives you a gift. Uh, a small a small like kind of silver chain necklace. You have no idea where he got it from. And he just kind of like presses that into your hand. Uh, and, uh, and, he, and he sort of says like, this is to, this to remember me by. Thank you. But I mean, I'm going to see you later. No, yeah, of course, of course, of course. Uh, and, he, and, he come, and he comes in real close and he kind of places one... Uh, one hand on the side of your face uh, and he's looking you like right in the eyes um, and he says you know I've I've said goodbye to a lot of people over the years but this is the hardest one Constant, this is again this is not goodbye this is I'll see you later and I mean it'll be really exciting you know like Babies grow up fast. That's what my mom always says. She's like, girl, you grow up so fast. You're always using the big words. And when I think with parents like me and you, I think this kid's going to be just fine. Whip smart. I just have a lot of hopes for them. Uh, and so he, he then kind of steps away and he takes uh, both your hands and he says, well, all right then, Kaya. I suppose this is... And he kind of catches himself. See you later. See you later, alligator. In a while, crocodile. And I get on my horse... <laughs> And I get on my horse and I ride west. And where is it that you ride to? There's a lot of places that I probably could go if I wanted to be shunned and treated like a horrible person uh, for faking my own death by dumping all of our valuable compost. (laughs) 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 Mm -hmm, Yep. But I don't think I'm going to... I can't go back home. I think someone pretty smart in one of these taverns while we're playing cards once said you can't go home again. And I think that's right. I can't go home. And I have a lot of money from looting and winning. I'm just going to go to a little village where nobody know me. And I'll buy a small little hut because it won't be no time at all until Constantin is here with me. I mean, he'll know how to find me. We all wait. We're like magnets. He will come and get me. I know that. So you establish yourself in a, in a small village uh, out by the, by the plains in the Gorgelands. Some woman who is pregnant people don't really ask questions because it's not really that kind of town thank goodness well and honestly i am able to procure some really 
amazing specimen of goat and I have started a beautiful little goat farm just on the outside of this village and people are like coming from all over to buy my milks and cheeses and soaps so I mean I'm really living a cottage core <laughs> life that I've always the wanted cottage core lifestyle <laughs> and so time passes you become more pregnant and one day you're out hanging washing no you're out brushing the goats because that's something that you do i assume Uh, and then suddenly you feel the necklace that you were given all those months ago grow kind of warm and then you hear a voice in your head and it's a familiar voice it's one that you know so well and you hear it in your head and you hear Kaya Kaya you there Constantine Yep that that's 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 me that's right Where are you though I well I'm 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 using the necklace to talk to you Oh my god That's cool Right yeah yeah no I know it's it's so cool I picked it up out of place not, it's not. It's not important where I picked it up. So the nexus isn't really isn't isn't why I got in touch with you. But how are you? I'm. I'm good. I'm good. I'm. Well, I mean, I'm. I'm fine. I suppose. I'm. I'm. In, I'm, in a, I'm in a wee bit of trouble. But you know. Okay. Um. I'm. I'm really sorry to tell you. I'm actually in no position to help you right now. No, that's no, that's that's fine. That's I, I would I wouldn't expect it. I think you you, I wouldn't expect it because you're expecting. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Well, no, that's a. This is all really just to say that um, I'm in a bit of trouble. So when I said I'll see you later, that that might be a bit of a lie on my part. Oh. Um, oh, okay, um, well, that's really too bad, because what I was hoping for was that I would see you again, but if that's not gonna happen, um, I guess that, um, I love you so much, and I I, I, um, I love you too. I, I just, I, 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 <laughs> you know how you just hope for things and then those things just don't happen. Um, I feel like this is like my time, you know, and and, and um, Kaya, I'm I'm sorry. It's okay. I, ne- I never. It's okay. It's okay. I know that if you could, you would do anything you can to be with me, and, and, and that's life. Um, it is, I guess, uh, and it's and it, and it's my life, and it's and it's the it's the sad reality of it. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry I brought you into all of this, and I'm sorry that I can't be there for you because I know that that our son, it's a boy, by the way, <laughs> he's he's gonna grow up and he's gonna be the most wonderful. He's gonna be the most wonderful boy in the whole world. 
<laughs> and I wish I could be there for you. I really do. That's okay. But I can't. It's okay. Um, I mean, like, I'm mad, but, like, I understand. Yeah. No, I, I, I understand. Um, <laughs> I'm mad at me, too. <laughs> there's, there's something else I gotta tell you. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, I don't want to tell you how to suck eggs or nothing. I don't want to tell you things you already know, but considering you're about to give birth, I figure you might want to know this. But when I say I'm in a bit of trouble, I don't mean I'm in prison or something. I mean I'm stuck in another world. Kaya. What? I'm, I'm stuck in another world. I mean, I am also in jail, but I'm in jail in another world. <sighs> what do you mean? Like, uh, like with rich people? No, that, I mean, well, I mean, maybe, I don't know. Maybe they're rich, but no, that's, that's not what I mean. I mean, <clears throat> I mean that, I, I mean that I'm a demon, Kaya. I'm not, I'm not human. I'm not from, I'm not from your, I'm not from your world. Well, I... And so... I feel like you're telling me this, like, I don't know, and that, like, I'm stupid, and I'm not, because, like... No, that's... No, <laughs> no, no, that's, 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 that's not what I meant at all. But I, but I mean, the important part is, is that our son, he's, you know, he's going to take after his dad a little bit, if you know what I mean. Oh. Yeah. Oh. And I look around at the only human village that I'm in, and... I come to this horrific realization that I will not be able to provide this son the safety that he's going to need. But I know of a place where there are traditions and things in place that will keep him safe because he's a part of me. I feel very disheartened. I just, what I want you to know is I will keep him safe even even if it means I, I, I won't well, he'll be safe, and I'll make the best decisions for him. It- of course, I, I I know I know you will. I know you will. I mean, it's like I said. You're you're always right. Constantly. Well, and just don't you forget that, and maybe one day you won't be so stuck. And then I'll get to say, <laughs> I told you so, dummy. Maybe. 
much I, I wish that could happen. Yeah, me too. Well, I suppose that I, my call's nearly up. So I guess I'll, I guess I'll see you later. See you later, alligator. In a while, <laughs> crocodile. And the necklace goes cold. The stress of that call and the the emotions and everything that's kind of the catalyst for what happens next in my story mm-hmm. and that's that Mordai just decides to come on in like hey mom you're already <laughs> dealing with a lot why don't you deal with this too and also it's going to be extra painful because I'm half demon <laughs> I'm sure that, like, every mother actually believes during childbirth that their child is half-demon, but mine actually was, so... It actually was. Yeah, no, it was. So, you give birth to baby Mordai. And my my inference is you're gonna, you, you're gonna take him back to your home village. Not yet. I will. Mm-hmm. But... I think that there's going to be, there has to be an amount of time where he and I can bond and know each other. But as it turns out, it's really hard to raise a child alone in the woods when that child has um, very noticeable features (laughs) that people really want to exploit and harm. Uh, And... I just, I know I can't do it on my own, so I walk him to the village, and I wait for nightfall, and I recognize my my mother's house. And I make the long, hard walk, and I imagine that the way that I get through this is the same way that Constantine had to leave me was just a long, painful walk away. And I go in through the back door. I don't knock. This is, of course, still my home. Mm-hmm. And there, sitting on my hip, is Mordai. And I place him on the table and there's just a little basket of warm bread that my mom always keeps there because she bakes her bread in the evening so that it is harder in the morning which makes no sense to me but that's the way that she likes to do things so I know the basket will be warm so I take the bread out and I just make him a nice toasty bed to sleep in And I write a note explaining that this is my son and that he 
should receive the same protection that any son of the village would receive, regardless of the actions of his mother. And in order to to prevent him from the horrors of seeing his mother shunned and scorned in front of him every day for the rest of his life, I'm going to leave him with you and... You did an awesome job raising me. And I think you'll do an awesome job raising him. And I take off the necklace. And I put it into his little sleepy hand. And as I walk out the door, I break a pitcher purposefully so that my parents will come downstairs to see what has befallen them and how anyone could have gotten through their very tight village security. (laughs) And they'll see more die. My son. So after, after that, you know, you, you, I guess you kind of wander a bit. Yeah, there's a yeah, lot you, of um, depression that happens. <laughs> <laughs> like knowing that the person that you love more than anything in the whole world is not going to be physically able to come back to your plane of existence. And then to also know that the only reminder that you have of him is safer away from you. But the best thing to do is to create a better world. Do something bigger than oneself. Exactly. And so for a time, you attempt to continue the work, shall we say, of yourself and Constantin uh, roaming around writing wrongs that sort of thing we needn't go into the details until there is one day in particular you're sitting in a tavern as you often do uh having having barely won a game of hand and foot uh, your your game of it is nowhere near as strong as it, as it used to be and in this village, which is much further to the north than you normally go, so it's not quite as far into the gorge lands. It's a little more free, shall we say, a little more mixed, a lot closer to the the spine mountains that lead up into Cantilia and the kingdoms further to the north. And you're sitting there counting your winnings, and of all things, a tiefling comes and sits next to you. He places his hands on the table in front of him and he looks at you and he says, Are you Kaya? Knowing that I had to change myself a little bit, I knew that I had to drop my accent to make myself less noticeable. I am. I've been... I've been sent to find you by somebody who's noticed what you've been doing. Noticed in what way? He's taken notice of what you've been doing in a 
positive way, and he has a question for you and an opportunity related to that question. And he reaches into his vest, not his tunic, but he reaches into his vest, and he pulls out a small piece of parchment that is looks like it's been folded and refolded many, many times, and he unfolds it, and he slides it across the table to you, and drawn on it is a picture of a gold-colored sword. And he says, What do you know about the Golden Blades? And so we fade away from that. Uh, and, you know, there's a bit of, you know, a little bit of a montage where he's like taking you, taking you through various places and doing secret knocks and all that kind of stuff. It's very uh, cloak and dagger. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's dramatic. And, uh, and eventually you find yourself uh, deep underground uh, in what could only be described as, as some kind of hideaway uh, underneath uh, a small uh, city far to the east of the gorge lands just directly underneath the spine of mountains that separates the gorge lands from Cantilia and you're taken into a room and inside this room is one of the strangest sights you've ever seen in your life there's a large chair and sitting in that chair is a tiefling clad in a gold suit of armor beside him is a large golden blade and the tiefling you immediately notice looks kind of like shit to be honest and he sort of gestures very weakly and he says Kaya thank you so much for coming when I sent when I sent people to search for you they had a very very difficult time of it but I'm glad you're here now Okay, old man, what do you want? Well, I'll keep it straight with you. You've heard of the Golden Blades, yes? Yes. You've you've heard of our purpose, our, our mission. We haven't made much progress this far south, but to the north, <coughs> to the north we've made some small progress. But, unfortunately, as you can probably tell, I look like shit, I feel like shit, and I'm probably gonna die pretty soon. No shit. Yeah, no, it's pretty obvious. (laughs) And I was hoping that you would take up my sword and the cause of the Golden Blades. I look around the room, which I assume is Golden Blades. Um, what do I see? Uh, so there's, there's, like, there's like a bed and like chairs and tables and stuff. And there's him in the big chair with, with, with the, the big sword. Is there anything that you're hoping to see in particular? I'm wanting to see if these are like a ragtag team of like not great fighters or if they actually look like they're capable of doing the work. They look like a ragtag resistance fighter group kind of thing. Like they look capable, but they could do with some like strong leadership and some big ones, you know, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But there's definitely the the potential is there, as they say. And no one from your 
current pool of candidates is interested in being the Golden Blade? (laughs) No one from the current pool of candidates is really uh, achieved as much as you by yourself. I, uh, there are others that are keen, of course. The power and responsibility is a lot to take on, but I see something in you, Kaya. I've heard a lot about you. I've come with, (laughs) you come with great references. I've heard from someone who you may know well, Constantin, and he told me that this would be the perfect position for you. Okay. Um. Well, I have some follow-up questions. Uh, <laughs> n- number one, when did you last speak to him? Well, considering it took us so long to find you, uh, I'm going to say at least, at least six or seven months ago. Oh, okay. Six or seven months ago. And where did you last speak to him? Uh, he he has ways of, of contacting some people here on the material plane. He's in some kind of trouble at the moment. He, he didn't really go into a lot of details, but he, he said that you were he said that you were still around, still doing the work, so to speak, and, and, and we'd heard of you as well. I'll do it. Just like that? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, um, I thought there'd be a little more gravity, but you, you, you need to cut off my left hand uh, with with the sword over there, and then the, the ownership will, will transfer to you. Are you okay with that? I've cut off many a men's hands. Oh, of course, of course. Uh, also, by the way, my name is Boris. I, I didn't actually say that before. Right. Boris, great to meet you. And I just very slowly walk back, grab the golden blade, and walk back over to... Want to make this easy? Do you want to just slide your arm out there? Oh yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. And he kind of like unhooks the the arm armor and just kind of like falls away. And he just like holds out his, his arm and he's like, "This is honestly be way. Just do it right now. Go do it, coward. Do it. I bet you won't." I turn to the rest of the golden blades and say, "Is there anyone else that feels worthy?" to take my man Boris's arm. Would anyone like to challenge me? No one says a word. They know who you are. They know what you've done. Well, that's good. And that's the kind of response that I expect from you. When I'm speaking, you're silent. And we'll have order and we will have training to get you to some semblance of my level. I mean, after all, that's what you want, right? Don't you want to be just like me? And I pick up the golden blade and I cut off Boris's hand. I suppose that the first order of business is that we give Boris a proper send-off, don't you think? 
Oh no, I'm like I'm still alive. We we could just patch this up if you want. I, I could I could live. Is anyone here capable of providing Boris with enough medical care to ensure his physical vessel is capable of keeping up with all of you who will soon become mighty warriors under the leadership of Kaya, the Golden Blade? The rest of the Golden Blades just stand there transfixed by your leadership and no one walks forward to save Boris. Boris, I'm so sorry. It seems that I knew what I was signing up for, but you didn't. And that's on me. Shame. And he just kind of looks at you and he looks at his like bleeding. He's bleeding a lot. He just looks at you and he goes, <laughs> I guess I made the right choice, didn't I? And I walk over to Boris and I start tourniqueting his arm. <laughs> and I turn. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a real You really had me going there for a second. Ah, oh, you rascal. And I turn to the rest of the Golden Blades. You see, it's not just about what we can do physically, it's about what we can achieve together mentally. And all of you were about to let all of Boris's knowledge, everything that he knows, everything that he could have done to make me even better, just pull out onto the floor. You were going to let information go. And I got to tell you, it's going to be a long, hard punishment for that. And I begin offering Boris some medical care to help him because he is a very valuable asset to me. Excellent. Truly, truly excellent. And from that moment forward, your leadership of the Golden Blades as the Golden Blade wielder of the Golden Blade is absolute is firm and strong and so we will then as with all good endings to all good stories head back to the present and you're walking through the sewers and you hear the hideous disgusting laughter of one of those priests of Antalya that have gone mad lately with everything going on in the city with the dead and the plague they're just they're running rampant and you hear one of them up ahead and you hear some innocent people running through and it's not normally something you concern yourself with but you figure you're in the neighborhood you may as well see if you can help these these folks out and so you run forward and you see a small group being menaced by one of these priests you step forward your blade held high and you slice the head clean off and then you see it this tiefling and you realize who he is and the sword slips to the ground with a clatter Mordai? My son? Oh, what? Oh shit <laughs> What? And that's where we're going to call it Veronica, thank you so much Ah, oh, it was a pleasure and it was so much fun, of course 
so happy to uh, to be here to help out to uh, make your storytelling uh, come to life because it is a joy and a pleasure to just be in your orbit, oh, Karen. Likewise, so. and this is the first time as well. The first time, yeah. First time, best time. First time, best time. If people want to hear more of your voice, and I'd like, I don't know why they would not. Uh, where can they find you? What 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 projects you got going on? Absolutely. So I am wrapping up um, my second season of my second arc of my podcast called Welcome to St. Paxton. If you want to follow me and hear more from my podcast, you can check me out on Twitter at St. Paxton Podcast. You can follow me there. Obviously, you can catch me wherever your podcast catcher mitt is, but it is most helpful to me if you download on iTunes. (laughs) Anyone that tells you otherwise is lying to you. (laughs) And my husband is in law school right now, so we are not making any episodes of Podcat Podcast, the premier podcast of the Podcat Podcast Network. But as soon as he's done, (laughs) we'll get an episode out and you guys can hear uh, my glorious husband talk about uh, all the glorious things. And of course, I am on all the social medias at typical Veronica. If someone has taken that and you know, like if there's a new social media and I can't be typical Veronica, I'm typical V. Thanks. Nice. Nice. Uh, if you want to follow our social media, uh, we are at for CNG podcast or I'm at Mr. K underscore Bennett. Uh, of course you can also check us out on Facebook. Uh, for and Googles. I don't know why I keep promoting our Facebook page. I do not post that, but more importantly, go to iTunes and give us a review. We really, 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 really crave your reviews. And of course, you can also go to patreon.com forward slash for crits and giggles. And you can give us uh, various amounts of money for various amounts of things. So, you know, if you really want to read the original questions that I sent Veronica to help develop this episode and character, those will be up on Patreon, I think, next month. We also got all our old episode plans. We've got like early access and all kinds of cool shit uh, that you can go and look at. Your Patreon sounds awesome, and like I'm stealing all of those ideas. Oh, as, no, absolutely, because <laughs> like we like we don't have like we don't we don't have the time or the resources to make like more audio content. So right. I'm just like, well, here's all the written stuff that I've just got lying around. Yeah, that's excellent, excellent. But speaking of our Patreon, uh, we also want to give a massive shout out to Thomas, Jensen, Jonah, Lucas, and Philip for supporting us on Patreon. You guys are just the most beautiful and precious people in the whole world. And I hope that you uh, have many bountiful crops uh, throughout the entire uh, season and that your jams are sweet and delicious. You guys are great. And I love you. Uh, Veronica, thank you so much again for coming on the show. You are very welcome. And um, I think there is a giveaway that we're working with with another uh, person. But in any event, they have a Kickstarter going on to get some uh, enamel pens uh, from the great old ones. So Welcome to St. Paxton is a Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Um, And so that link, if it is live, will be in the show notes. I'm happy to provide that for your listeners. Um, So if you want, you can, you know, enter and get a discount code for that. And uh, pick a pen, man. Pick a pen. Yeah, do it. Do it. Support cool yes. content. All right. That is all. Thank you again, Veronica. We will see you next time. Until then, stay safe. 
Do you have any good advice for our listeners, like wholesome advice? Ooh, I have so much good advice. Number one, when a product breaks, just call the manufacturer of that product. Call the maker and just say, like, hey, this broke and I was really expecting it to, like, hold up a little bit longer. And you know what? They often replace it for free for you. That is some great advice. So until next time, stay safe. Call the manufacturer if the product breaks. And may all your hits be crits. 